If you like scary stories and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a whole slew of them, and most of them are just 99 cents. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. Again, this is a great way to support the show. That's maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Feel free to leave a nice review, too, if you like. And don't be shy about letting other people know about the show. All of these things help us out a ton, and we appreciate it very much. Now let's get to some scary stories. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Brain waves. There's something wrong with my brain. Every once in a while, the world around me seems to freeze. I can't explain it. It only lasts for a millisecond, but it happens. I know it happens. It, it, it can't all be in my mind, can it? It started two days ago. I went out to eat with my voluptuous wife, Scarlet. We were eating dinner at a very well-to-do restaurant. The place was extremely crowded and all of a sudden, everything froze. It was all back to normal by the time my brain was even able to register that something unusual had happened. And I guess I had a peculiar look on my face because my wife asked me about it. I didn't tell her what I experienced, I didn't want her to worry. Maybe this was a result of me being overly tired. I had been quite busy at work. I continued to try to rationalize the odd occurrence, but deep down, I knew there was not a logical explanation for what happened. My instincts were confirmed later that night when I was in the midst of an intense lovemaking session with my wife. She was on top of me, and her long blonde hair was shaking back and forth with each motion of her gorgeous body, and then all of a sudden, she was frozen. Her hair was suspended in an unnatural flowing state. She had been in mid-moan when the pause occurred, and her moan abruptly went silent as well, and then instantly picked back up once everything went back to normal. The suspension of time lasted slightly longer than it did at the restaurant. I asked my wife if she felt that. Evidently she did not, as she thought I was speaking of our sexual encounter and proceeded to respond to my question with dirty talk. This morning it happened in the lobby of my office building. I work in a massive building with a large, bustling lobby, and for a full second, every person in the lobby froze mid-stride and the lobby fell silent. And then just like that, it picked right back up like nothing happened. 
I started rubbing my temples and even gave my cheeks a firm slap, but I knew this was something that required more than a slap on the face to cure. Perhaps I had a brain aneurysm. Could this be the sign of a stroke? Brain cancer, maybe? I stepped into the elevator and was joined by a single man. He was a tall man in a black suit and tie. His hair was slicked back and he sported a five o'clock shadow. His eyes were dark and his eyebrows were furrowed in a menacing position. He had a very sinister way about him. I turned my focus to him when I realized he was staring at me. He held the stare as the elevator was set in motion and rose to the higher floors in the building. The cold gaze of the man made me uneasy. What? He didn't respond. Is there a problem? Why are you staring at me? He ignored me and kept his cold stare in place. I was about to say something in a sharper tone, but was interrupted by a ding and the roar of the elevator doors opening on the 13th floor. The sinister man never took his eyes off me as he stepped out of the elevator. He then stood stoically in front of the doors and flashed a mischievous grin at me as the doors shut. What the hell was that about? I shook my head and repeatedly pressed the 14th floor as if that would make the elevator move faster. When I reached the 14th floor and exited the elevator, I was met by my boss, Mr. Clyde. He was in a frantic state. Uh, thank God you're here. Robert is missing. He was speaking of one of my co-workers. Robert was the kind of guy who was the first one in the office and the last one to leave. He rarely took breaks and dedicated his life to his duties in the office. Missing? What are you talking about? He was here this morning when I... That's when Mr. Clyde froze in mid-sentence. He completely stopped moving. His mouth was open, but no words were coming out, and the ambient sound of the machinery in the office went silent as well. This lasted approximately three seconds, and then all at once, he picked up right where he left off. Arrived to the office, but now he's gone. I can't find him. I didn't hear what he was saying. I was distracted by the suspension of time that interrupted his hysterical rant. Uh, Mr. Clyde... Did you just notice that? He shrugged. Notice what? Th that the entire room just froze. He crinkled his brow in confusion and started looking at me like I was nuts, so I directed him back to his rant. Uh, okay, what, what were you saying about Robert? He just disappeared. Well, maybe he just went to get some coffee. No, 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 no. He has been gone for an hour. Have you ever known Robert to be gone from the office for an hour? He had a point. Well, let me get settled in and then I'll see if I could get to the bottom of all of this. As I sat down at my desk and powered up my computer, I heard a familiar sensual voice behind me. Hi, sexy. I turned and was surprised to see my wife standing before me with a low-cut top displaying her ample cleavage. What are you doing here? She smiled at me seductively. I thought maybe you'd like to ravish me in the supply closet. She could tell by the look in my eyes that I was game. She ran her finger over her lips. I'll meet you there. 
First, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. I watched her as she sauntered away. Coffee? That was really weird. Why would she want coffee before a raunchy sex session in my office? I waited about ten minutes and then stepped into the supply closet. Scarlet wasn't there. I waited around for another ten minutes and then decided to check on her. I walked to the coffee machine, but I didn't see her. The only person in the area was an employee named Jim. He was getting something out of the cabinet. Hey, uh, Jim, did you happen to see my wife over here getting coffee? Damn right. Couldn't miss her. You are one lucky guy. But the uh, coffee maker is broken. I told her if she wanted coffee, she'd have to go down to the 13th floor. That's when I remembered the sinister-looking man from the elevator. He got off at the 13th floor. I hurried to the elevator and took it to the 13th floor. I stepped out of the elevator and began walking down the hall. The floor was very quiet. As I rounded the corridor, I was shocked at what I saw. It was my missing co-worker, Robert. He was lying dead on the floor with an axe in his back. The sinister man must have killed him. Did he kill Scarlet too? That question was answered when I heard Scarlet's voice. She sounded like she was in distress as she said, Please, no. I was thankful that she was alive but knew she wouldn't be for long if I didn't move quickly. I quietly hurried through a maze of desks following the sounds of my wife's distraught grunts and groans. Then I spotted her. She was in a corner office. The sinister man was standing next to her. He was dressed in a blood-spattered, clear raincoat. He had Scarlet tied to an office chair. I noticed that the sinister man was brandishing a large hunting knife. I gazed around the office for a weapon to nullify his knife. The only thing I noticed that might be useful was an umbrella. As I leaned over and grabbed the umbrella, the sinister man spotted my movement out of the corner of his eye. Upon seeing me, he held up the knife and said, Let's dance! He rushed me and took several swipes at me with the knife. I held up the umbrella, opened it, and tossed it at him. This temporarily disoriented him enough for me to take the offensive. I was able to grab hold of his wrist and keep the knife at bay. We wrestled around, tumbled over several desks, and fell to the floor. The impact of the floor caused the knife to fall from his hand and go sliding under a desk. As we stood up, he punched me with a solid right hook that sent me reeling and dropped me back to the floor next to Robert's dead body. The sinister man and I both eyed the axe in Robert's back at the same time. We knew whoever grabbed the axe first would be victorious in this battle. We launched ourselves towards Robert's body and reached for the axe. And then everything froze. The sinister man was frozen in midair. I gazed across the office at Scarlet bound in the chair. She wasn't moving either. All the sound had vanished and I was in a room of pure silence. I stepped to the nearest window and looked outside. All of the traffic on the streets was still. People walking on the sidewalk were suspended in mid-stride. What was going on? The previous times this happened, everything went back to normal after a matter of seconds. 
But that wasn't the case now. Time was standing still. Everything had stopped and it was not starting up again. I began to panic. What's happening? What's happening? Suddenly the room turned black and I heard a booming voice above me say, Open your eyes. I did as I was told. I found myself sitting in a mechanical chair covered with flashing lights. I had wires attached to my head and there was a woman in a white coat standing next to me. We apologize for the technical glitches. Apparently this program has some bugs we weren't aware of. Due to this inconvenience, your next brainwave session will be free of charge. Everything came flooding back to me. I was a member of Brainwaves, a virtual reality gaming experience. Upon joining Brainwaves, a small chip is inserted in each member's frontal lobe. Then, through a series of electric impulses, a programmed virtual experience enters your brain. While experiencing the program, you forget your real life and believe you are actually living within the programmed world. It's exhilarating. Were you enjoying the Maniac in the Office program before the malfunction? Yeah, it was pretty fun. My wife was hot as hell and the sexual aspects were amazing. The storyline about my wife going to get coffee before us having sex in the supply closet seemed a little weak though. The technician nodded in agreement. But the adventure on the 13th floor made up for that. Had the game not malfunctioned, you would have killed the sinister man with the axe and had one final ultimate sexual session with Scarlet. I shook my head in disappointment. I'm sorry I missed that. We can include the Scarlet character in your brainwave adventure next week if you like. That sounds fine, yes, uh, thank you. Very well. The technician removed the electrodes from my head and helped me to my feet. Thank you for playing Brainwaves. We'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter, and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. If you want to support the show and you shop on Amazon, instead of getting there by going to Amazon.com, Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash Amazon. 
By doing this, you're still going to Amazon.com. Everything is the same, including the prices. Nothing is different except Amazon gives me a small percentage of the profit instead of keeping it all for themselves. It's a great way to support the show by doing something you were going to do anyway. Get to Amazon by going to maniacontheloose.com slash Amazon.